Welcome to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. No matter if we are recapping the action from the week before, we're setting up what we are most excited to see in the coming days. I guarantee you will have a great time, so sit back and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. This is episode 26. Welcome in, Cody Kirk. How you doing, Mr. Clay Dodd? What's up, buddy? Let's get this started. We're going to talk a little bit of NASCAR. NASCAR finished up today. We've got a champion to talk about, somebody who we both you know, like and we're glad to see win. We're going to talk all the craziness that happened with college football. But first, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL. And I'm going to start this episode off by playing a clip that I think some of you may have listened to at the end of the week. And... Uh, I got real, real close on this one. Can I give you a headline that will be talked about? I think will be talked about if I don't sit right here and jinx them and you hate me for the rest of my life. That will be talked about during the football in America pregame Sunday night football thing. The Steelers go down to the Dallas Cowboys. Clay Dodd, calm down. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Clay Dodd, please. Not... I don't know what you've been smoking before this podcast. <laughs> when we record Sunday night. If, if this happens, here. if this happens, Clay Dodd, next time I see you, I'm buying your Big Mac. I almost got a free Big Mac. Out <laughs> we, were, we were up 19 to 9. And I was so happy. Points. I was so happy, Cody. I was watching it. I was a Dallas Cowboy fan today simply because I was about to get a free Big Mac. And you know what? I would already forgot about that. So. Well, I've got to bring I, that I up. I dodged a bullet. And you know what? I almost let's, – let's talk about this for a, fact, for a second. I made a mistake last week on Friday when that podcast came out, and, and I said, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are a really good team, but I'm going to take Buffalo. And then I retracted that because it was a mistake. <laughs> Turns out yeah. I should have. Yeah. And Buffalo, then, Buffalo won. Yeah, and then I to I told the Tua. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. I almost tuned. No, I almost took Tua, and uh, had that one. So mm-hmm. maybe I should just start picking games and actually following through with you know what my brain says. But I mean, I your brain, your brain's good. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Most you know, I'm not. I'm just glad that like our podcast life doesn't depend on what we say about predicting games because we might be dead. <laughs> we would be so, we would be, um, God, I can't even think of his name now. The one that's is a Dallas Cowboys fan. He's terrible. He's on Fox. Um, older guy. He made such terrible comments like this weekend. He said Oklahoma was the best team in the country because oh, Skip they beat, Bayless. Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless because you know they beat Kansas. 62 to 20 or whatever or yeah. or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's not like even... How, how do you say they're playing the best ball in the country when literally Alabama and Notre Dame and all these other teams are undefeated? Undefeated and, you know, playing teams that are not Kansas. <laughs> like, there's no telling how many points Alabama would score on Kansas. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, the things he says, we could do that. I could easily do that. I will gladly take his. You know what? Me and you will split his salary. Two for one, guys. Two there's, for one. I mean, it's crazy that he makes over seven. He makes seven figures. It's just insane. That's what I'm saying. I'm not greedy. I'll take half that salary. You take the other half. I think we'll be very happy with that. You know, another person that's an absolute idiot is Colin Cowherd. Yes. 
He said that Harbaugh is better than Nick Saban. He also said that Tua is not good. He's not wrong. At, he's not. He's not shifty at all. And I literally saw highlights on Twitter of Tua making first down runs that were uh, quote unquote hashtag shifty. <laughs> Crazy, ain't it? So I mean, like, like does he have it out? Like, in what world is losing to Indiana? a better coach than Nick Saban. Like, in what oh, world? Is, like, and then to say that – for Cowherd to say that they, that the Miami Dolphins basically need to already move on from Tua after his first start. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, you take let's, – let's back up to Harbaugh real quick. Mm-hmm. The guy who lost to his in-state rival last week at home – who was a three-touchdown favorite and loses that game, that team that beat him turned around and, you know, lost by 42 this weekend. To Iowa. To Iowa, Iowa. who lost to Purdue. Yeah. No, I think Purdue's actually pretty good. Yeah, but it's like, Purdue. It's Purdue. But, like, I think that like, – don't Indiana, go there. Indiana is ranked number 10 right now. That's just weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird season, man. It's weird, weird. But as far as the NFL, let's go over some scores today, and then we're going to jump into some college football. Okay. So let's start off with the fact that the Falcons holding a really nice lead, uh, twenty-seven to six, heading into the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, only win thirty-four to twenty-seven. Oh, that's so scary. No lead is safe with this team. <laughs> I mean, election-wise or anything. They honestly, I'm skipping over that. Yeah. They they honestly can, like I know I picked the Falcons. To do really well in this division, and it's it's not really that terrible of a pick because they lost. They should have beat the Cowboys, they should have beat the Bears, and they should have beat the Panthers and the Lions. Like the only games they really should have lost were, were the Seahawks and the Packers. That sounds like a really good country song. Should have beat say? the Cowboys. Cowboys. Should have got beat by the Vikings. See? I mean, that really does flow very good. Should have beat the Cowboys. That's hilarious. That's good. good. Next up, we mentioned the Bills. The Bills won 44 to 34 over Mm -hmm. the Seahawks. So, definitely, you know, a big win there at home. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee did exactly what you and I said they were going to do last week. We said that they had to break that streak, the two-game losing streak, and had to play better at some point. The Bears had a terrible offense, but they did score all 17 of their points in the fourth quarter. So the Tennessee Titans almost gave up. They almost became Atlanta there by leading very handily going in the fourth and then giving up the game. But they did finish it off 24-17. to and, you know, they do get back on the winning side of things. How did Henry do today? Because uh, just a, a little bit of, you know, inside information. I did not watch one second of the NFL because I was at a golf tournament today watching Alabama. So I have no clue other than uh, about Tua. That's it. Other than that, no clue. 21 carries, 68 yards. The actual the, – the biggest playmaker for the Titans today was A.J. Brown with four receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was your big playmaker there. DJ, gotcha. Uh, King Henry, he, he didn't do that great today. He had a solid day. 68 yards in the NFL is not a bad day. You can actually hit 1,000 yards somewhere hit, averaging around that every game with the 16-game season. So that's not a terrible day. Right. 
Uh, Colts come up short against the Ravens. Uh, there is a highlight out there of Phillip Rivers falling down and uh, reaching up and just kind of rubbing the guys he runs by him after intercepting the ball. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs got real close to giving this game up. Christian McCaffrey was clear to play today. He had 18 carries for 69 yards, caught a few passes as well. Nice. And uh, the Panthers come up just just a little short on the road against the Chiefs, 33-31. Uh, the Vikings beat the Lions 34-20, nothing out of the ordinary there. The Giants get their second one of the year against the only team that they've beat this year, 23-20 against the Washington football team. Um, once again, another game where the team trailing by quite a bit heading into the fourth quarter, at least double, you know, two scores, almost comes back makes this a game, 23-20 there. The Texans get their second win of the year, 27-25 to against the Jaguars. And um, there's definitely a theme here. A lot of these teams that won today didn't hardly score anything in the fourth quarter. They took the feet, their foot off the gas and almost get a loss. The Raiders and Chargers, a very exciting game, came down to the last play of the game on the one-yard line and an incomplete pass to seal that game, 31-26, to Raiders over the Chargers. The uh, we've talked about the Steelers came up, you know, come back from being down, scored 15 in the fourth quarter to win 24 to 19, and the Cowboys had a shot there at the end. They almost got it done, and then we, of course, we mentioned the Dolphins who held on and and get the W against uh, the Cardinals, 34 to 31. So, I guess they are Tua and O. That's him <laughs> with him at the helm. They are. They are Tua uh, and O. I am known for being an idiot Uh, and another thing thank you clay another thing that i predicted that is absolutely untrue the buccaneers will in not fact beat the saints tonight oh it is ugly man ugly ugly the buccaneers were favored in this game three and a half points and unless they come out in the second half and just really it's 31 nothing and they like i've got ronald jones and Gronk in my fantasy, and I'm I'm done. I mean, I was six and zero six weeks in the season. I'm I've lost three in a row, and it's just pure pain. Pain, pure pain. So that's the NFL. You know, that is the NFL. I I would have liked to had been able to watch some, but I was really thankful and uh, blessed that I got to watch Alabama play a little golf today. But you know, still still hate missing the NFL. So. Let's move over to some college football, and let's go conference by conference, if, if that's all right with you. Let's start off with the ACC with the upset of the day. I don't know if you got to see it. Liberty, 38-35 over Virginia Tech. Yeah, what what a what an ending because Virginia Tech – and, and I, I wish, like, I, if I knew you were going to play a clip about something cool that you almost won. Yeah. Like, if you remember – Oh, yeah. I said that Virginia Tech's going to win on a big special teams play. Yep. And just a little breakdown at the end of the game, <laughs> they were kicking a 57-yard field goal. They blocked it and ran it in, but they called a timeout before. Yep. Oh, just unbelievable that that happened. Yeah, that was it was a sad situation there for uh, you know, you, what about the guy who who, you know, ran for the touchdown? What about yeah. that guy? He's so <laughs> tired. He's so tired. He got tired for nothing. Yeah, immediately had to come back and try it again. Well, it didn't work that time. And then Liberty the defense, the defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech should be fired simply because 
all they have to do is get a first down. You know, it was fourth and six or whatever, correct? And they mm-hmm. they played prevent, and they were twenty mm-hmm. yards off, and he just went seven yards, got out of bounds, and they made a fifty-one yarder. By the way, let's let's talk about this real quick because I've always had this argument, and I understand the idea behind prevent, but if prevent doesn't work all game long, why are you running it in the last two minutes? And that goes for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you have shut them down all game, which they didn't. I mean, they gave up a lot of points, but you see what I'm saying here. Yeah. Play your normal defense. Get one more play out of it. Yeah. I mean, especially – now, if it was fourth and 22, I could, I could see playing six or seven yards deeper than you normally do. But, I mean, all that, all that he had to do was run an out route, and it was so easy. They lined up, you know, nailed a 51-yarder. And Hugh Freeze's name is being mentioned with some pretty high-profile jobs right now. Do you blame them? They're seven and zero. Hugh Freeze goes up there and gets it turned around at a school. I mean, they. I know it's twenty twenty. I know how crazy it is. They went on the road to Virginia Tech at six and zero. This ain't the first week of the season where you know these small teams come up sometimes get an upset. This was in the. This is after being six and zero. Virginia Tech was ready for them. A four and two Virginia Tech loses at home to Liberty. Liberty, 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 exactly. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. So, what about Clemson and Notre Dame? I know that's the game that everybody watched, and you know, and I may or may not have fell asleep before the fourth quarter was over, but I found out Notre Dame won the game, forty-seven to forty. Yeah, they they did, and Ian Book was, you know, he wasn't very efficient, but he made big plays when he had to. He extended drives. Uh, they always have great tight ends. They always have a great offensive line. And, like, me and my dad were talking about, yes, like, the, the defense gave up a ton of points. That's, that's, that's fair. But when you don't have your leader, the entire team is different. You know that, Clay. When, oh, yeah. when you don't have the, the face of college football leading your team, Everybody's gonna feel like they have to press a little bit to do to do well. Now, uh, DJ Uigalele was twenty nine of forty four with four hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns. It wouldn't have shocked me if if that's what Trevor Lawrence did. You know, yeah. I mean those those numbers are incredible. Yeah, that's and good. So I mean that that wouldn't shock me at all if if he put up those numbers. But I do believe if Trevor Lawrence played, that they would have. Maybe not handily beat them, but I do believe they would have beat them. Speaking of a quarterback of star coming out and playing, my God, did De'Eric King not do well on Friday night. 31 of 41, 430 yards passing for five touchdowns. He also had 105 yards rushing on 15 carries. That seems efficient. That seems like a pretty solid night. They actually scored the final 13 points of the game to beat NC State. Yeah, in like, what, three minutes or something? Like, it was oh, yeah. crazy. Like, yep. me and Dad were watching that game, and we were like, man, this is not a good look for the ACC. They're about to, you know, they could potentially lose. You know, you know, I was saying, like, they could potentially have lost two playoff contenders. <laughs> but Well, I don't think they will. Like, they lost one for sure. Like, I don't yep. think – like, I think if you're the playoff committee – and Clemson wins out, beats Notre Dame, like, you've got to look and say, Notre Dame doesn't belong in the playoff because the only reason, in my mind, is because Trevor Lawrence didn't play. Yeah, absolutely. Let's 
Let's move on to the Big 12 real quick. There's not Do a lot we have to talk to? about. Not a lot here. A lot of low-scoring games. Um, That's weird. I mean, Oklahoma State beats Kansas State, which was actually a really good game, 20-18. to 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, chasing points gets you there, man. Kansas State tried to go for two early in the game, couldn't get it. Failed on the two-point try right there at the end of the game when they scored, didn't get it. Chased them the entire game and just came up short. Also, West Virginia loses to Texas seventeen to thirteen. So it's is low Texas, scoring. Is Texas back? Uh, somewhere back there in the back of the pack. But let's move to uh, the Big Ten, where Rutgers pulled every trick play they could in like the third and fourth quarter when they were already down uh, thirty-five to nothing. What about that backdoor cover for you if you're a Rutgers fan? Ooh, we. <laughs> You you know that is just rough on on books. And, I mean, they scored twenty. They scored twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they scored eighteen in the fourth quarter. I mean, you have to be absolutely sick to your stomach if you had Ohio State. Oh God, yeah. You look at uh, you know, we mentioned Michigan going down to Indiana, thirty eight to twenty one. Just a terrible game. Michigan looked really good against Minnesota, and Minnesota's Minnesota, actually pretty good. Like they're yeah. And I don't think that you know that loss to Maryland's that bad because I Maryland know you're. Good. I know you're about to get into it, but like yeah. you know, I'll let you get into it. Sorry. Yeah who who would have who would have pictured this in 2020? Well, anything can happen in 2020, but a 0 and three Penn State team losing Gosh. to a two and one Maryland team. Like I mean, I, I've got a segment at the end of the before we do rapid fire that I want to talk about, but like. I mean, 0-3, there's no way. Because I thought an out, they had an outside shot of Ohio State and Penn State getting into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. A lot of people thought that. I mean, Penn State, you know, before they actually started playing football, before, you know, back when they were cowards, uh, Penn State was ranked in, like, the top ten every week up until they started playing football. And so a lot of folks thought that Penn State and Ohio State had a good shot of both getting in. Yeah, I mean, you to me, Penn State's lost by their defense. Their offense, I feel like, is okay, but their defense, their front seven is they're just thin there. I mean, when I say thin, I don't mean depth wise. I mean they're just thin. Like they're not very big. They they're not physical at all. I mean, Maryland is not to me a physical team. Maybe to you they are, but to me they're very Let's pass it everywhere, man. Oh, they're like, finesse. They're finesse teams. Yeah, and they – I mean, they ran all over them. To, when, when I say ran all over them, I mean, even when the receivers would get it at the line of scrimmage, like they were breaking a couple tackles every time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Penn State just doesn't have it this year. They just don't. I'll tell you a team that – tell me a team in the country that doesn't feel like a high school playoff team more than Northwestern right now. It is awesome. I love it. Love I love Pat Fitzgerald. Love him. Three and zero in the uh, in the year, and they're just finding a way to win. It's fun to watch, and I just I like that brand of football. I don't know why, but I do. Well, it's hard. Um, it's hard not to like Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, I, I was yeah. telling my dad, I was like, I'm so shocked that the Chicago Bears did not hire him. Like, I'm oh yeah, extremely shocked they they didn't go after him. Next up, let's talk about a couple conferences real quick that made their appearance for the first time this week, the MAC and the Pac-12. I mean, Maction, baby. I you, love it. I mean, the first kick in Maction 
this season was an yeah. onside kick. Let's let's just talk about everything that is the beauty of my action. Perfect. You, you just said, you know, of course, the, the season opener for them is an onside kick. That's perfect. Let's talk about the fact that the power seems to go out in a game and we just go ahead and go to halftime and we come back out <laughs> and play three quarters in a row. Gosh, I, that's so perfect. Like, I mean, come on. It's uh, so good. I mean, we have football every night now. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's absolutely so perfect. I'm banging my table. It's absolutely perfect. When Maction is on, the action is on. You know what is not perfect? The Pac-12. Oof. Let's talk about, I mean, Stanford-Oregon is the primetime game. Oregon didn't have a problem. They scored in every quarter, multiple touchdowns in the third quarter. No problem there. Arizona State goes into the fourth with a nice lead, 24-14. They end up losing 28-27. to USC Oof. is not great. They are, they're not great, but I actually wrote down the Pac-12 is USC – and Oregon and everybody else is not very good. Colorado, the coach's name is leaving my, my brain right now, but Colorado gets a little revenge on his old school, UCLA, and 48-42. Uh, to 42. Washington State gears up with their new coaching staff and beats Oregon State 38-28. And we had two games canceled to COVID, Arizona and Utah, and Washington and Cal both did not get to make their appearance. A, l- a little deadwood to clean up. The head coach for Colorado is Carl Dorrell. There we go. I knew I knew it was with D, but I was I was losing it right there. Well, but, like let's get to that Pac-12 thing. Yeah. One COVID positive test, asymptomatic, and they canceled the game. Yeah. Yeah, they're so scared. And it's the same thing with the Big Ten with doing the 21-day rule. It is all about let's make ourselves look better for the decisions that we made back in July. The when we jumped the gun and thought we were going to be trendsetters and immediately jumped out of playing college football only to be made fools of. But let's set a 21-day rule, which is just unheard of. I mean, they they ruined Wisconsin's season. Oh, absolutely. And, in fact, to me, they ruined their entire conference by doing so because now you don't have anybody that's going to step up and play Ohio State. Now, I'm not going to lie. That Indiana game does look – like, that's going to be the – I mean, that could be where college game day is. Welcome to 2020. Like, I mean, we're not God. talking about Indiana basketball. <laughs> like, we're talking about where they, like, have football stuff. And Still like, wearing sneakers with their suits on the game day, but, you know, not basketball. Like, like think about this. I think Indiana or something, like, last year was the only time in, like, I don't know – a very long time where they had more than seven wins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it was really, uh, you know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, to me, put their foot in their mouth, and now we're getting to see what they can do. We're getting to see how they can react to it, and they didn't. Pac-12 didn't get started very well. Canceling two games because of that, absolutely stupid, just to be honest. I mean, you, you look at South Bend, you've got, you know, 20,000 students just rushing the field. I'm glad. I'm so happy. I am too. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that the way Notre Dame is doing this with their seats, they didn't sell to any ticket holders. They actually – it's just the entire student body has been allowed to come to the game. Am I right about that? 
I don't know, but I I love their student section because it was loud. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you really couldn't tell that it wasn't packed. I mean, there were yeah. like Clemson was having big trouble getting the snap, getting the ball like from from the center. I mean, they were like there was yeah. multiple times where I was like, they need to call a timeout because this is about to be a disaster. And one yeah, th- one play it did happen if you. If you remember, ETN dropped drop, because I don't think they were ready. Like I think they rushed yeah. that play, and like from the get go, it was it was a disaster. Yeah, I think that's that was a, a pretty sweet play. Uh, happened in two games. It happened in that Kansas State Oklahoma State game, and also in that Notre Dame and Clemson game where the the fumbles just never even touched the ground. They went straight to the defenders' hands, and you know scored a touchdown on both of them. That's pretty neat. Pretty pretty cool. Um, but I think I'm right about that, that Notre Dame, the, the folks in the stands are only students. And I think I'm pretty sure they let all their students come to this year. They, they made that rule. They may not get to come next week but when they get done with all the, you know, I didn't hear today if they made any changes. I'm sure somebody isn't happy about the but, fact. That but apparently COVID decides where it goes, because apparently if you're with millions of people celebrating a certain election, <laughs> then that's yeah. fine. But the, the Corona bros were going off on the Notre Dame student section. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you can celebrate whatever you want as long as it fits your agenda. That's right. You nailed it. But we, uh, yeah, yeah, we won't go there. But yes, of course. I mean, so we, we don't talk politics, but like at this point. It's hard to ignore. It's it's hard to ignore because when we were students, obviously we're never going to rush the field as as Alabama fans. But like the the college kids that did like it's their college experience and it's been horrible this year. Let them let them have something, man. They just beat the number one team for the first time since nineteen ninety three. Let let them enjoy something, man. Quit quit taking the joy away of, of all these fans, man. Looking at you, uh, Walken, yeah, uh, Roval. and Karen Roval. That's right. It's uh, they just they loved. I think you know it's sad. I will say this before we move on. It's sad to me. I understand people's. You know, we've lost folks to this. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, but it's but these these damn sports writers who are writing about not having sports and don't want to have sports. That's just counterintuitive to me. I don't know. I I look at that like. You guys write about sports, like, and, and you don't want to have sports. And I hate this this crap that they do. Where, and this is completely different. But like, I hate when when they're like, all these coaches making this much money off these amateurs. I'm like, you do the same thing. You do the same. You thing. write and make hundreds of thousands of dollars off. The, I said, are you pay? Are you giving them money? Then shut up. The coaches. Yeah. They, if you're making money in in this society. Talking about college football, you are the same thing as the college football coach, basically. I saw the entire – and look, this ain't just at our school. This happens everywhere. So before anybody jumps up and says, I knew it would happen to Bama, but I'm just telling you, I'm stating a fact. My entire four years on campus, mm-hmm. I saw two players carrying a backpack to, to class. Two. And it was the brothers. It was Quandro brothers. Yeah. And – they were super smart. I mean, they were known. Yeah. You know, 3.8, 3.9 GPA. Yeah. They're really so, smart. Right. And these, the rest, you know, everybody out there is getting a free education. And I know that a lot of these folks don't even care about being on campus, but to me, it meant something because I've 
you know, we were paying for hours. Um, so the whole, that issue is a totally different subject, but I'm just saying like, get off of it. Just enjoy the sport and stop making everything about politics. Because like I, there's, there's a certain number of players that deserve to be. Now my thing is like, there's certain people, Mac Jones, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Moses, like those players should get paid. But what about if you're the 85th man on the roster? Do you deserve the same thing as Najee Harris? No. Like, are, that that's what drives me crazy. It's like you can't do that. Like, right. what does the the fourth string linebacker? Why does he get paid the same thing as Mac Jones, who is literally the Vegas odd favorite to win the Heisman right now? Yeah. Like, how is that fair to Mac Jones? Can we just not be happy that we have college football? Right, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. It's just stop. It, it seems like every year we not get further every, and further. Not into everybody. The side. Not everybody is going to go to the NFL. Matter of fact, right. It's a small percentage. So you know what that tells me, Clay? What that people play because they love playing football. Because they love the game and they love what they've put all of their hard, you know. Sweat and the days that they wanted to go home, they were still out there practicing or still in 120 degree heat. You they know. do it because they love it. Get off everybody's back and just enjoy having football. Gosh, dri- you know, another thing that drives me crazy, I don't want to sound like old man on the front porch yelling at the kids, but I hate that. You know, I've done it, but I hate when people like the first game of the college football season, they're already talking about the NFL draft. I'm like, can we just enjoy this, please? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, by then, by the first game of the season, uh, Mayock has already ran, you know, what, 28,000 mock drafts. It's so annoying to me. Like, just say, hey, Mac Jones is an amazing talent. Jalen Waddle is an amazing talent. But let us enjoy them while they're there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And speaking of SEC players, you know, the SEC has some games. Texas A&M is a team you don't want to mess with right now. They're playing at the highest level that they can possibly. I don't think they're a great team, but they're ranked seventh now, and uh, they're playing very good, very yeah. good. I mean, let, let's just play. I don't like doing the whole matching resumes and see what this score, because literally every week is different. But – South Carolina beat Auburn. LSU beat South Carolina by a lot. LSU gets drubbed by Auburn. You know, South Carolina gets drubbed by A&M. Like, it's just a weird – it's just a weird year. So weird. I mean, you've got Indiana, Coastal Carolina, uh, SMU, all these random teams. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, all these random teams that are ranked, and you've got the defending national championship, like one of the bet top three or top four seasons in the history of college football, and they're two and three, and they lost to they lost to a Mississippi State team that literally can't score on anybody else, and they put up six hundred and forty yards on them. Yes, yeah, Mississippi State team that only scored twenty four against Vanderbilt and gave up seventeen. Gave up I mean, seventeen, and like. A weird thing about Mississippi State is, like, they score. They've scored two and zero in in SEC games this year, and they and they put up forty five against LSU. Yeah, 
I, I totally agree. It, it is a crazy season, and I love it. I love it so much. I I hate when you see these big time sports riders. I guess I'm just something about tonight. I've got something against these big sports riders, but you know, if he was better, maybe you would be doing better. But anyways, um, they talk about how you want the the blue bloods to always be dominant. And I look, I'm an Alabama fan. They're going to be dominant regardless, just because of the discrepancy and recruiting abilities and all of that. It's just, that's just part of it, you know? But I had some of the most fun I've ever had watching games in 2007 when nobody wanted to be number one. Everybody kept losing. It was so much fun. Florida, Rutgers. I mean, what a weird top 10. Like like the the Missouri-Kansas game was the biggest game of the year. We had a, a... champion in LSU that had two losses that didn't lose in regulation, but and, had two and, losses. And a lot of people forget this. I know you didn't, but if Alabama beats LSU, they're on the way to the BCS national championship game. Yes. Like how crazy is that? That no, in Saban's first year, that one loss changed the entire season because you know what happened then Mississippi state losing Monroe Auburn, but like yep. Alabama was ahead of the national champion in that game by 10 points in the fourth quarter. No, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I love that. That season that was the absolute craziest season. And this season is the only one that rivals it. Yes, exactly. So I am, I'm all for it. You look at Arkansas, Arkansas was picked to win zero games. So was they Missouri. Set, remember? So absolutely. Arkansas was set in Vegas at, Point five wins. They're three and three. And they I beat Tennessee Sam this Pittman. weekend. He is so awesome. Oh, he's he's. You can tell that guy. You want to play for that? I guy. mean, and that's the, what he's getting. Have you seen all the locker room footage of him? Like, oh, I, yeah. I get chill bumps, man, when he's calling the hogs and he said, "Turn that music up." Like, when he oh, he's having a good time. You know, he deserves. I mean, I think he's going to be the coach of the year. He because, should be because I, already. I I think they're probably going to be five and five, six and four. And for their, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose to Alabama, but I think they can beat every other team on their schedule. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's to me if he get, if he loses every game the rest of the way, he has got Arkansas at three wins. But I don't think That's, he will just because they are so well coached. That no, deep. no, no. I, I agree. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying, like, if he does, he's yeah. in my mind, he's still in the running for coach of the year. And I know there's people out there listening say, How could you give it to somebody that has three wins? Listen, they, they hadn't done nothing in a long time. Chad, Chad, uh, Chad Morris is the worst coach in SEC history, statistically. And he it took Chad Morris's recruits and turned them into they're at 500 right now in an all conference season. And they're not playing Vanderbilt this year. That tells you right there, like, he is doing something right. I'm and he, he should it. he should be four and two because they beat Auburn in my mind. They did. They absolutely did. You look at um, the big game this weekend was the cocktail party oh, and rubbing. Uh, and I think your boy Georgia called that. Bad. I think your boy called that. You did, and Georgia looks bad. I mean, they they've got to do something. At quarterback. Seven I'm, completions, Clay. Yeah, it's it's Seven? ridiculous. Seven completions for did, under 100 you, yards, right? Did you see Mathis's punt throw at the end of the game? Oh, it's just – it's ugly, man. Like, ugly. how bad is JT Daniels? Yeah. Because he is, if seriously, you heard, if what you, is if you heard Kirby Smart, he said that Stetson Bennett, including JT Daniels, give us the best, best chance to win. Yes. And I was like, 
how bad is that kid? Like, because Slovis at USC is really good. Like, Slovis at USC is a good, yep. solid quarterback that I think will get drafted. Yes. And JT Daniels. And, you know, Jamie Newman, if you're a Georgia fan, you've got to be disgusted because he is – I know he's better than these two jokers. It has to be. I mean, five of 16, there was actually nine completions. Nine of 29 oh, okay, for bad. 112 yards. Okay, nine, seven, it's the same number in my mind. It's yeah. I nine mean, numbers. I mean, we'll see what Mac Jones has nine completions and two drives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous of what they did. And Florida looked really good, especially in the first half. They took their feet off your know, foot off the gas heading into the. Uh, they had both feet on the gas in the first first half for sure. But uh, uh, took okay. it off and say a half cool. and still win that game. Question the Big. the hit on Kyle Pitts to me that's not targeting. Yeah. To me, but, to me, Kyle Pitts lowered his head, and all yeah. that was to me was just a vicious hit. That like, can can you not jar the ball loose now? Like, are we supposed to let receivers just make plays? I think, you know, I guess I'm very. I admittedly say that I'm very. I talked about while ago with the paying players and all that crap. I'm very uh, rough on college athletes. I guess you could say I'm very. You know. I don't know. But here's the thing. You're playing football. You put on pads for a reason. You put on pads not because you're running track and you're going to hit the hurdle. No, you put on pads because the name of the game is for you to get put on the ground. Like, my thing is, I hate when people's like, he had vicious intent. I'm like, he better. It's football. Like, Kyle Pence is the best tight end in college football. And, like, you're playing your biggest rival. Like, you're Georgia playing your biggest rival. Are you supposed to just let players catch? That's what that's what I was talking about. I was like, everybody was like, by definition, that's targeting. I'm like, well, then they need to change the rule. If you're an offensive player and you lower your head, that's on you. You know, I've always been I, – I can't stand the, you know, blocking a player that's 20 yards behind the play, but, you know, a blindside block. That's that, terrible. To me, I can't stand that. That's, a, that's unnecessary, but, for sure. But – this whole blindside block foul, if they're, you know, if somebody's chased, they're five yards from the, the runner and you light them up. I was told at a young age that if you find somebody, you, that's a, you know, two steps behind a runner and his head is not on the swivel, you put it on a swivel and you make sure that he remembers it 10 minutes after he's woke up. Like, I don't, I don't understand, but like, like even, like the only thing I can I don't agree with is like if you're launching at a guy that's yeah. like uh, that's literally defenseless like that, yeah. but he literally you can tell he literally tried to hit him in the chest. He tried to kill him because that's what you're supposed to do. He did. He tried to knock the ball out. He did his job and he was penalized for it. Kicked out of the yeah. game just yeah. because Kyle Pitts lowered his head. Yeah, you know. This I've said this since targeting came out. It was always from the start. It has always been focused on the defense. That's not how it should be. It should be both ways. You can't tell me that if a running back is running at you, and you know this just as well as I do, low man wins, right? And if that running back drops his head, he is about to bulldoze you. Ne- you have to get lower than he. He is. never. He never gets penalized. Never. Never. Another and thing it, that's the same that's thing. 
is face masks on running backs never get called when they do stiff Absolutely. when they do stiff Absolutely. arms like they will grab it and push you down no call but if you're a defender that graze and that's so stupid that yeah. that both they they should have kept the five the yard five penalty. yard penalty is was the best thing yep. like like my th- there's times it's not and it's not intentional there's times that it's right. you know you just you're, you accidentally you're get called right in the face like. Yep. Now, there's one penalty that I do agree with no matter what, and that's the grabbing the horse collar. Like, you cannot yep. do that yeah, because absolutely. that will – You tear up some legs. That will tear your knee up. That will tear your Achilles, your yep. shins. I mean, that's the, absolutely. that's the worst one to me. But, like – I will say – But, like, I, I don't say think that Kyle the... Pitts – My thing is I know it's it's an unnecessary hit if the, if the teammates of those people are mad. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. But like it was and, just a know, perfect he, hit. He had to. He had to do it. He's back there for a reason. He's back there as a last man back. He doesn't let anybody get safety. past him. And he has got to come up and help. And if you're in the open field and both players are running wide open, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for you, the snowflakes out there. But you're going to make a collision. This is not a contact sport. This is a collision sport, and it's going to happen. And you can't. When you're in full stride, you cannot pull up. And if you look at these replays, you can look at them a hundred times if you want to in slow motion. It looks ten times worse than it actually was when you watched it in, in full speed, because there's no way you can pull up sometimes. Well, and they think they can. Another thing, if you're an offensive lineman, you're gonna get you're gonna hit helmet to helmet every play. Yes, every play. That's the name of the game. If you're an offensive lineman and you don't have if you've got any paint left on the front of your helmet, you are not playing hard enough. Because, that's just a fact. Like that's, a, I mean, to me, offensive linemen like the, they have to have more concussions than anybody else on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you this: you brought up the face mask. Um, if you can call a face mask on a defensive lineman for getting under the chin strap of an offensive lineman, you should be able to call it on a running back. That's, that's you know, stiff arming somebody out of bounds. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's the same thing. I, I I don't know why we we got off on that tangent, but it, it just no, but I'm fired it up. just irked me because it ticked me off that they said that was a vicious hit. Exact good. Good. Yeah. He did no, his job. He tried to make a play for his team. It was it wasn't a malicious. It was it was vicious, but it wasn't malicious. He didn't right. he didn't he didn't want him to get hurt. But he did want to knock the oh. ball loose. You know, you you can sit here and hear somebody say they want to hurt somebody. They don't. Make no. it. They're not now, looking to go. Now, up I there. would say I want to kill somebody, and I did. Like I. That's wanna, not. Yeah. That's different. Like I never said I want to injure his leg. I said it's I want to knock same. you on your butt and make you remember you don't come here. Like you don't want to yeah. be here when you when you get past that line of scrimmage because I'm going to be here every night or every play every time. So you better go the other way. You wanted if you don't want to get hit, you go play basketball or you yeah, play soccer. E- exactly. You you don't play football if you. I don't think Kyle Pitts was. My, I don't think he was upset. No, because you have to realize, you know, the whole game. You know, game recognizes game. That's part of it. If you're a receiver, you know that that guy's back there. And I'm not saying I'm looking for you to get lit up every play. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And if you're going, you know, if you're a quarterback and you're playing Division One football, I expect you to be able to put a, a ball wherever you want it. Well, don't lead that guy so far that he, you put him out there in the dry. Don't do it. 
I mean, going going across the middle is a man's game. Oh, absolutely. I, and I couldn't do it. I would never have been able to do it, even if I could have ran faster than a, like a 5-2. But, you know, I wouldn't have done it. I, that's the same thing I've, t- I've said before is like I couldn't be a punt returner because I, in my head I know that I've got 11 guys coming to hit me. That's what their job is. And, my, and I'm looking at the lights above the stadium looking for a ball. I couldn't do it, but I never tried. You know, that just wouldn't have happened. So, I mean, I, I think we're on the same page here. It's We've got so many rules that need to change, and we're going to have a topic coming up. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and do it. Since we're on this, it'll be fun. What is one thing about rules besides targeting? What is a rule or something that deals with a rule that you would change to make the game better? Wow, that's really tough. Because I've got one that I'm really – I've got a, a situation that I'm really passionate about that would make more sense to me than what is happening currently, and always has. You give me, you give me yours because that this was on a whim. A I'm, I'm going to sit here and think about it while you're talking. Well, mine is inside the red zone. When a team, let's say a team is on the two yard line, and they are driving in, so they're two yards from scoring a touchdown. If the defense has a has somebody jump, that only rewards them half the distance, right? Which is understandable. You're not going to penalize them in the end zone giving them a touchdown, but they <laughs> half the distance, correct? Yeah. In my opinion, if the offense in this situation in this scenario gets an, a penalty, it should be half the distance the other way. What I mean by that is, if you jump off sides. I'm only going to gain a yard on you because I'm you're up against the, the wall. You're up against the end zone. But if I fault start, I got to go back to the six or the seven. That's bullcrap to me. I think that once you're inside the the red zone, every penalty should be half the distance forward or backwards. I've just always thought that would be made better sense than rewarding a team for getting a penalty in a way and, you know, taking away from the other team. I, I know mine. What is mine it? is every pass interference should be a spot foul. Oh, that's huge. That is huge. That would take so many games. That's what I like. And turn that, them into that, major that's one plays. thing that the NFL gets right because if you if you if think about this Clay, if you got a 45 50 yard bomb and you're the defender, all you got to do is just tackle them and you only get 15 yards. To yeah, me, absolutely. to me, that's not fair to the offense because they made the play they need to make. Like they they beat the defense by two three yards, and all they did was just tackle them. To me, that would make the defenders have to be that much better. It's almost like in basketball where if you're let's say there's three seconds left and you're up by three, you foul the other team because it guarantees they can only take two shots. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting them come down and hit a three tied up, that's kind of the same thing. If if I'm, you know, let's say it's the end of the game, and they've got to go to sixty yards to score a touchdown, and I get burnt, I'm just tripping it. That way, I only get fifteen yards, but they don't score a touchdown. Yeah, and to me, I've never liked that. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've had that thought before. I mean, I, I like mine was is something that a lot of people's not going to agree with, and that's fine. It's just something I've always thought was kind of. Crappy to be honest with you, because you right. can get what, so much more penalty. What about this? If you're what, on the team, in what the about this? No, this is a drastic change. But going back to your thought, 
if you like say it's third down. No, this this mm-hmm. is weird. Say it's third down instead of the defense only giving up, you know, half a foot. Why don't if it's third down as the offense you gain another down? Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that better than half the distance if you're only getting a foot. It penalizes that defense a lot more if I get an extra down. I, I, I like that a lot. I mean, that might be a, a really drastic thing, but I, I think it would be – But it makes sense. I think it would be cool because, like, I just think that would – it's kind of like the – the um, in baseball, the runner on second and, and extra innings. Like, it's – you know, yeah. it's just – it's kind of a, a weird – thing to think about but uh, another thing to me would be linemen downfield like I just yeah. think it's so hard on the defense now even with it being oh it even with it being three yards like I mean you can fire yeah. off the ball and it looks like you're running it, it's just so yes. difficult and it used to be five that's ridiculous yeah that was a lot and that was before the RPOs and things I like that idea about the extra down because and also, if you went with mine, the people out there says, well, the math would be too hard. You're going half the distance backward. No, it's not. If I'm on the four and I get yeah, a penalty, six. I move back two yards. Yeah. That's the same thing. That I mean, it's not that hard. No. <laughs> and I don't know. It's There's a lot of things about college football that I would love to have a say in, but I just don't. They don't pay me to do it. That was, a, that was a fun <laughs> old man segment right there. That was fun. Hopefully somebody agrees with us. I'm sure there's some folks that won't, but that's fine too. Let us know. Hit us let, up. Let, let us let know. It, let it snow. Let it snow. <laughs> so today, another sports league, for better like a better term, Gone. ended its ended its um its season. And that is NASCAR. And our boy Mr. Chase Elliott brings home the championship. Can I tell you that that is seven out of nine weeks in a row that I picked a winner? Seven out of nine weeks in a row. What did I say? <laughs> that seems like an oxymoron. <laughs> I don't know what likes. I just said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have, seven out of the past nine weeks, you have picked a winner, and that's awesome. I mean, but, it, like, we we this full disclosure, we just did a, a podcast about the Masters with our, our good buddy David Lloyd. And – this, I don't want to ruin it for you, but there, there's a, a moment right at the end of the podcast where I'll completely black out. <laughs> it's awesome, and it's coming out tomorrow. So if you guys are listening to this and it's Monday morning, tomorrow you get a bonus episode, episode 27 with David Lloyd talking, breaking down the Masters, and him and Cody go back and forth. I was there for it. I learned a lot. <laughs> Clay was um, eating pimento cheese while we were talking. <laughs> I was having so much fun listening and thinking about pimento you know, cheese. I think it's that, probably the most passionate I've been about a podcast yet. It, it was a ton of fun. And let's, let's jump into some rapid fire to finish up this episode. How about Sounds that? Good to me, dog. So – you just mentioned Augusta. We just talked about the bonus episode coming out tomorrow. I've got to know, what is your favorite hole at Augusta? 16. 16. Part three. That is, yeah, absolutely. I love it, man. It's just so much drama, like so, so much drama. I mean, a lot of people love 12. Uh, a lot of people love 15. 18 is so iconic just because you have to hit a perfect drive on 18 or you're going to make bogey. I mean, Tiger last year had a two-stroke lead, 
and he made bogey just because, I mean, that hole is so difficult. So, yeah, I think that a lot of people like 18 also just because of the situation. Like, you know, you're, you're finishing that we've got to win. You know, and all point. the par fives, 15, all the par fives are just incredible because, like, that's where, that's where you win the tournaments because if you make par, you're, you're going to lose the Masters. You have to birdie every par five, or at least 75% of them over the course of four days if you're going to have a shot. So, 16 is just so dramatic. Like, the, the I mean, it won't be this year because there won't be any crowd, but normally that that's usually the loudest hole on the golf course. Next up, do you – you're a coffee drinker, right? Correct. Yes, hello. Hot or cold? What? Hot or cold coffee? That's a, man, that's a big debate. Uh, I mean, I guess the only option for me is hot coffee because – Starbucks is eleven dollars for a, a small, so like <laughs> I, I guess hot like because we have a Keurig or whatever, so like that that's usually the only option I have is, is hot coffee. Now I do I like the I don't know if that's even consider like I don't know what a frap is like I don't know like I don't think that's considered a coffee, but it tastes like coffee. I I don't know what a frap is. Okay, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not that. a basic white girl. I don't know all the ins and outs of coffee. <laughs> But like I, I have had iced coffee and it's it's pretty good. I tell you, yeah, I, like I tell you coffee. what I don't like is I've never got into the pumpkin spice latte thing. Oh really? You don't want to put on a sweater and go out and get you a pumpkin look? Spice I don't want to put on a sweater ever because I'm always sweating. You know what I love is when people say oh, it's sweater weather. No, that's that's non-existent. There's no look, such when thing. You're, when you're as big as me, you you're gonna sweat regardless. I mean. Right, you're you're gonna sweat. Like I I was outside today in November, as we sit here, and it was 78 as we teed off today, and by hole three, it looked like I was just I jumped in a pond. Yeah, my sweater weather is July and August, just because I'm sweatering more than the other time of the year. I mean, my favorite time of the year is when the highs 42 and the lows 27. Yeah, that that three days of the year. Is oh, I mean, sweet. I'm there's no so doubt. I'm happy with the weather. Three out of three sixty five. Yes, we're, that's really good average. But you know, we're you know, other three hundred sixty two days, we're pretty ticked off and sweating through our undershirts. There's no doubt. But those three days, that's paradise. That is. Now, now I'm ready for, I'm ready for that January two to to fifth. You know, January. So that's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> The break between the GoDaddy.com Bowl the, and the national championship woo, generally pretty yeah. good. Now, now there's been some Christmases where it's been 91, <laughs> like yeah, like legit sh- like shorts. 82. I mean, not 90, but it's it's been legit 82 degrees, and the next week there's 14 inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Alabama, and then finally we're going to end up on this one because this is something dear to my heart. Okay, peanut butter. What is your favorite? Stuff? Of course. What is your favorite Skittle? Uh, There's only one answer here. Uh, red? It's orange sour. That's the answer we were looking for. That's the best. Oh, now my, water, my mouth is watering. Oh, it's a weird feeling. Yeah, the roof, the roof of your mouth gone. is now, you know, gone, but you're wanting I'm some I'm telling you, skills. a good, like the best combo of sour candy is the uh, 
the sour Skittles with a Code Red Mountain Dew. Good God, sir. You want to stay up like four days in a row with that. I do. I never want to sleep. I mean, that's, that's the ticket. That's do you the like recipe. Code Red, though? Of course. If there's going to be a Mountain Dew drink in my presence, it's going to be Code Red. Hey, AJ oh, Blast, oh, man. Baja, yeah, Baja Blast is right there at it, but... But you you know it's hard to find a Baja Blast at stores. You well, can't it's not even good can though. Of it. Like the only yeah, it needs to be out of the, know, the only yeah, the only good BJ Blast is Taco Bell. Yeah, straight out of the phone. Oh, so good. Ready I mean, go. it's just like McDonald's Coke. <laughs> it's different. It it's hit, absolutely it hit different. Different. It be like that sometimes. It it hit different. <laughs> yes, English tough. Um, but. Oh, God. Can we talk about something real quick before we finish this? The name that I sent you this weekend. Uh, Plays for Indiana. Mr. Oh, yeah. His first name is Mr. Yeah, Miss, uh, Mr. Whopper or something. Mr. Wop. They call him Wop because he, as a kid, he liked Whoppers, which Who does uh, we can all relate to that. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good, like, mayonnaise-filled burger all over? I mean, there's more mayonnaise Somehow, on a Whopper than anything in the world. Somehow that kid grew up to be a receiver, and I just why I is he not it. a left tackle? I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, how he should be happen? a nose guard or something. I was just about to say. Nose I mean, he guard. should like, be. Why he, is it not? A he nose should guard? be five eleven, three fifteen. If somebody told me what's that, what, hey, this guy is <laughs> is your new teammate. He just got on campus, and his we call him Wop, and I see him. <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's going. This guy's going to be a bowling ball. Yeah, I'm. My myself would be thinking, oh crap, is he going to take my starting position? And then you see him, you're like, no, nope, I'm not in the same group as what? he is. Is a a skill guy? <laughs> yeah, a freaking receiver. Yeah, he played for happen? Indiana, correct? Is that what you said? Yep, Indiana. Yeah, I saw Mr. Wall. I, I, I saw that graphic, and I was like, this is. This is a strange, strange dichotomy of, of, of that would be like the, now. Obviously, when you see like a tiny, you know they're going to be huge. But like yeah. Wop, I mean, you should get that name if you if you're like bebopping around like sumo style everywhere you go. If you look like the two sumo wrestlers that is on the replacements, that's when I can call you Wop. This guy, I will forever call Mister Mister Mister. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. But that's everything I got, Cody. It was a great episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We mess horses. Guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode just as much as we enjoyed making it for you. If so, make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast no matter where you get your podcast from. Make sure you send it to a friend because they really need to listen to it as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Twitter at PBJPod. You can also send us an email, pbjpod2020 at gmail.com. You can even leave us a voicemail. You just got to go through the Anchor app, hit the leave voicemail link, leave that 10-second voicemail, and we'll put it on the next episode. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Punts, Months, and Jams podcast, and we'll see you soon.